0: All right. Hello, everybody. This is Rose from Gallup Arts, and I am super excited to be here tonight helping to introduce and present Raphael Begay, who has a show, A, Din, a Din Light, at Loom Indigenous Art Gallery. It opened earlier this month, and it's up through April, so we hope that you've either had time to enjoy it already and are planning a second visit, or that you will make plans to visit it in the near future. Uh, Loom Gallery is located in downtown Gallup, New Mexico, on Cole Avenue, between second and third streets. Um, And so with that, I'm gonna keep my part very short and sweet and I'm going to turn it over to Raphael so he can tell you all about his show, his creative process, his thinking behind the themes that he's presenting and all of that wonderful, good stuff. So get ready to see some beautiful photography and hear uh, some beautiful thoughts behind it.
1: Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Uh, Hello everyone, my name is Ralph Yabigay. I am uh, a photographer and curator from the Navajo Nation based here in Rinderock, Arizona. Thank you very much for joining us this evening as I'm happy to share and excited to uh, extend the exhibition Adenedin Light, which is again featured at Loom Indigenous Art Gallery. So with that in mind, I'll go ahead and provide a little bit of some context and share with you some images uh, in hopes of uh, inspiring you and informing the, the show itself. So again, the show is called Adenedine, which is light, uh, which plays a very vital role in my process as a photographer, as well as a Diné person based on the reservation. So to begin, I was born and raised in Hunters Point, Arizona, which is about 15 miles south of Rinderock, Arizona. And the capital of the Navajo nation. There I was surrounded by family, community, nature, livestock, and, and a way of seeing the world through uh, adventure, excitement. And so here, this particular photo is called Naval, which is taken in 2017. Again, Naval itself. Uh, is a reference to Denea culture where one would bury their belly button as a child so that they could return home to that particular place. Uh, the Sheep Corral is a place of constant inspiration and a place I return to when I need to be revitalized or need to be re-inspired. Uh, from my journey uh, within this process, I attended UNM. Uh, in Albuquerque, New Mexico, where I obtained a BFA in art studio, minor in arts management, and a certification in museum studies. Within that journey, um, I began my series, A Vernacular Response, which I describe as the ongoing documentation of the Navajo Nation from a personal perspective, uh, from my role as both an artist, uh, an employee, but also as a person. So here in this particular photo, it is uh, called Bluebird Backyard, which was taken this past year in 2020 during the pandemic while we we're all at home. Uh, this particular photograph and each photograph within the exhibition is activated and is enriched by the stories, the experience and the memories that allow the image to reference my understanding and my relationship to my surroundings, this being within my backyard. Um, Growing up, we ne- we used to never really have a dryer, so on and off again, we would always use the clothesline. Uh, the clothesline itself has uh, come up within my work numerous times, whether it's there in Rinderock or back in Hunter's Point. But there's a certain pride and hope energy uh, that I believe the Bluebird represents, as well as the way um, our Diné relatives utilize this imagery within their work and how they intend to uh, um, own it, but also have some sense of visual sovereignty intact with this particular image. Next, this is Red House Views. Uh, So growing up on the Navajo Nation, particularly in Arizona, when I moved to Albuquerque, I discovered this new sense of community. And when I returned home back to the reservation, I wanted to expand my sense of community by investing and diving into the reservation and different parts of it that I didn't necessarily view as home. So expanding my sense of home This is, um, again, with my clan, uh, Kitlachitni Red House. Uh, This is where my father is from in Coyote Canyon. Um, Here in this particular spot, he describes how here in the home, he would run up this particular hill and would wait and would watch. And he would also uh, ponder his future. And when I showed him this particular photograph, it had a very uh, resounding and uh, awakening effect on him that i've always want, wanted my work to uh relate to the viewers and in that that's where the show Adina dean comes from in terms of this light and extending this experience and energy towards those who are willing to engage with it particularly from a diner worldview uh to the left here is yucca taken this past year in 2020 in oak springs arizona And then to the right is Thirst Quenching, which is taken in Navajo, New Mexico. And again, expanding my sense of home, uh, I wanted to really embrace different parts of the reservation in terms of my community, but in that referencing indigenous aesthetics, aesthetics indigenous to place, indigenous to culture, indigenous to understanding, indigenous to a way of life. Uh, This one here again was taken this past uh, year in 2020 in, I believe it was Steamboat, Arizona, in that particular region. I pulled off and happened to see this uh, little decoration on the side of the road telling ongoing uh, visitors and people going home to be safe. I find this very particularly interesting in a time when we are celebrating identity, advocating for social justice, and moving forward with this informed future for all. And such a small gesture, whether it's a photograph or some um, garland on a fence, Uh, Could really have an impact. And the way the light and the shimmer it it glitters, it was a really beautiful sight. The photograph obviously doesn't do it the entire justice, but I did try my best in terms of sharing that experience with you today. Um, Upon returning home, I had the opportunity to work for the Navajo Nation Division of Human Resources. Uh, Within my particular role, I started as an office specialist and eventually um was promoted to a public information officer where i get the opportunity to document my community in new ways but also to contribute to it so a part of this um, series within a vernacular response again is responding to my surroundings and that in this case would be the navajo nation fairs throughout the reservation Uh, i had the opportunity to create a float and this being the highlight of that float is the rainbow that is found of the navajo nation seal Uh, transformed and replicated to be a physical aspect of this uh, moving exhibition down the road, so to speak. Um, And the piece here is entitled Sovereignty. Um, They reference the rainbow within the Navajo Nation still as a form of sovereignty, as a visual cue and representation of that but more specifically how that resounds within my work in terms of having the ability and the knowledge and the willingness and the intent to share knowledge and have an exchange of an experience um, that is both informing and inspiring. And again, just like light within the rainbow, it is magic. It is of the moment. It is fleeting. It it uh, It is forever, but temporary, just like a photograph. Uh, To the left here is STAR, taken at 2019 at the Northern Navajo Nation Fair in Shiprock, New Mexico. To the right is TRADE, which is taken in Tuba City, Arizona in 2018 during the Western Navajo Agency Fair. Again, within my role, I've been able to travel the reservation and engage with community in new ways. Uh, With that particular uh, intent in mind... How do I celebrate uh, the creativity of others? How do I expand a sense of community and these conversations I'm having and take those along with me and include that within my work? Uh, This is a particularly proud moment of mine. Back in 2019, we had the opportunity again to create a float for DHR Human Resources. Um, and we wanted to, my boss brought up their um, idea of creating an emoji to you know, represent customer service and positivity and forward thinking and outlook. Um, so instead of just throwing a happy face on there, I wanted to uh, res it up a little bit, indigenize it. And we decided to add this uh, very uh, iconic um, hat here with some silver concho belt. Uh, silver conchos on a leather strip that is made out of plastic uh, paper plates with some aluminum foil and then we created his zied there uh, as well as some balloons but it was a beautiful moment to see how i could contribute to a transformative act as such as a parade a float an event and how i can both engage with employees in the community on a broader level and really have some emotional intelligence and human relations embedded into my work as i move forward uh, with that in mind comes the sense of stewardship, cultural, visual stewardship. Uh, to the left here is Resdog taken in 2017 in Hunters Point, Arizona. And to the right, Internal, which was taken in Fort Defiance, Arizona, again the same year in 2017. Uh, these represent the, um, the knowledge that Indigenous people hold, particularly our Diné relatives and community who are able to share these stories, these understandings, uh, this particular photograph to the left may be a bit jarring, but uh, the story behind it, uh, the dog is obviously fearful, which is again because of me with my camera, but just adjacent to me to my left is another dog. And if you peer closely to the eyes of this particular image, and or the dog's gaze within this particular image, you'll notice that it's adjacent to my left, um, and hence his snarling. So it is a sense of resiliency, the sense of survival, a lack of accessibility and resources that is synonymous with unsheltered relatives within downtown Galt, New Mexico, as well as other border towns. And I thought it was very important to include this image, although I have presented it in the past to share it with the community uh, so that they can view and and understand the relationships to one another or to an image or to an idea on a broader level, Uh, again, to the right Uh, This image is both the internal and external lining of a sheepskin post butchering of a sheep talking about this binary that uh, we as indigenous people uh, tend to confront, celebrate or engage with within our work, but also within our daily lives in terms of fiction, nonfiction, native, non-native, traditional, contemporary, and so on. Um, This photograph is entitled Pure Perspective, which is a photograph standing at the base of the Rinderock looking directly into the opening of that particular monument, the Rinde Rock. Um, this particular photograph called Pure Perspective um, activates the viewer, uh, makes them question what is it they're exactly looking at. And within that, it allows the viewer to understand when they're viewing this particular image at a heightened area, um, their place in the world and their place within their surroundings and, and how they choose to engage with it whether that's enjoying entertainment or uh, interpreting art, there is a responsibility to that engagement, to that interpretation, both on the artist and the viewer. But there is a certain power, certain magic and freedom and endlessness and boundlessness that is there. And all these photographs are featured within the exhibition. The exhibition itself, Adida Dean, features 39 photographs and one installation. And just real quickly, the installation there uh, are the colors white, yellow, blue, orange, and yellow again that represent the color of the sky as a result of the light from the beginning from sunrise to sunset and eventually leading into night. And I thought it was important to share that with the community there. And so thank you very much for joining us.
0: Oh, thank you so much, Raphael. That was beautiful and wonderful. And I know I have... Uh, So many thoughts and questions, but I wanted to start with this is the first show you've done in Gallup, and it's the first show you've done kind of in your home territory, is that right? And what brought you back here and what has that experience been like?
1: Sure, so yeah, this uh, particular exhibition um, is the closest to home that I've actually got, or I've actually had the opportunity to contribute to. Uh, primarily, majority of my work has been based in New Mexico. But in this process of trying to expand home, my sense of community and belonging, all land is indigenous land. And Gallup sits on indigenous land with respect to Diné relatives, uh, Zuni relatives, and those who come through. And I wanted to take this opportunity to uh, showcase my talent, my journey, my understanding from res-based life. You know, I grew up as a res kid. You know, I didn't think I would be in this position and I'm very thankful and humble to be able to share these stories, but I don't view it as a sense of uh, um, power. I view it as a sense of stewardship and that's how I approach my work now and that's how I would like to approach um, future opportunities.
0: Great. And um, Loom is such a unique space. If you haven't been there, it uh, it actually used to be called the Shallow Gallery because it's only about like three feet in depth and maybe Mm. 10 feet wide. So it's really more of a window front than a a true gallery. But it is a physical space. You can enter it and enjoy the photographs inside. But you can also see them through the big glass windows and the the glass door. Anyway, it's a unique space, so we're just curious how you approach that space and curating and designing and fabricating a show within it.
1: For sure. So given that Indigenous Loom Gallery, the way I've seen it, is in the center of downtown Gallup, New Mexico. Um, for example, we, we used to have art crawls events when we could gather in person, and we look forward to doing that again. Um, but I noticed that the community who would come to support the artwork, especially if it was Indigenous artists, were you know, not many native faces out in the crowd. And I thought that was a little disheartening knowing that the community didn't realize there was such a huge resource here for them, that they are welcome, that there is a sense of belonging and collaboration and camaraderie there. But in line with that, knowing that I have a complicated relationship with Gallup, New Mexico, it being a border town, uh, not turning my eye away from the violence and the racism and the things that happen from those interactions, I wanted to approach the space with light, Adena I, mm-hmm. I wanted to bring the light of my photography, the light of the blessings, the light found within the reservation in the Southwest. That is somatic. I'm sorry, symbiotic in it. That it consumes you. You are one with it. Uh, they say, for example, with sovereignty in the Navajo Nation, uh, rainbow and within the seal, uh, you have your red, your yellow, and your blue. The way I approach my work and space, red is the earth. You are bound to it. And then the blue is the sky above it watches over you and you are the light in the center where you are connected between those two forces of nature and so with that positive and more cultural approach how could i overcome my complicated relationship with gallup and not necessarily celebrate or patronize uh, the very real situations that are prevalent within the community but remind people of the light within ourselves one another within the art surrounding us and the beauty and value and freedom and of expression just outside our mm-hmm. front door within our surroundings. And so with that, um, I've been developing a Navajo cube aesthetic. So they call it a white cube aesthetic in contemporary art in terms of very clean, everything's just on the wall. But with Navajo white, it's a paint that was established in the 60s that is um, represented within the Navajo Nation flag. And if you live in Inakshay here on the Res Navajo Housing Authority, that color is also the color of your wall in your home. So I wanted to bring that to the space and really spend time with it, but also uh, utilize perspective and lighting and distance to allow the viewer to peer closer, pull back, take a step forward, look at it from a different point of view to see how they could really engage with the space because it is a, a storefront. So you have that whole space to engage with. And I hope that I was able to provide that for the people there.
0: Yeah, I de- I think I definitely think so, and we're hoping to be able to share some installation shots for people who aren't able to come visit, uh, so they can see it from from that perspective as well. And and that's a great segue into my last question, which is that. Um, I want to know what you hope viewers take away from the show and the experience. And I know for myself, especially one of the last images that you uh, showed, the ResDog image, it made me question some assumptions. And it's so interesting how you when you start to look really closely at your photography, you start to think about not only what you're seeing, but what you're not seeing and your perspective as the photographer and the, the perspective you're inviting us to step into as the viewer. Um, and, and all that's really, it's incredible and it's really provocative. And I'm wondering what you hope people take away. Um, you've touched on that a little bit, but what, what, what in the end of, at the end of the day, what do you hope people gain from, <laughs> from the experience of adenadine light at Loom?
1: Sure. Knowing that it is accessible um, physically in person to a limitation, right? But also trying to extend that accessibility online and how can I create community outreach? Overall, my intent with the show was one, to provide a space uh, to celebrate Dine identity, mm-hmm. Dine history and future culture, language, res slang, res life and to let those walking the streets downtown know that home is right in front of them. Home is within them. They have the power to extend value and beauty to the things around them and the people around them. And that at the end of the day, our relationships with one another, all living beings, and our surroundings and the things we hold dear to us is significant. It is important. There is power in that. There is healing in that. Especially in a time where we are distant and can't be with one another you know, the slogan leading up into this pandemic was, we are in this together, right? And I truly believe that. But in that, what do we do with that? Mm. Um, so with the idea of community as one, I wanted to say, we are sacred um, and our sto- and everyone has a story to tell and it is worth sharing. And most importantly, it's worth listening and understanding. Mm. And I hope that provides some sense of um, inspiration for the downtown Gallup community, but also for indigenous artists, queer artists, people who feel um, disenfranchised or not necessarily welcome to the table to remind them that that light is within them and that they have the power to um, hold it, activate it and engage with their community with that in mind. So community, not audience for sure.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's so beautiful. And you're so right. Our community has been uh, fractured in a lot of really significant Uh, and unfortunate ways uh, by the pandemic. And now we were just talking earlier how we hope we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel of the pandemic. Mm. And hopefully with your show, we can also see the light uh, towards coming together again and truly building uh, a much more uh, understanding and empathetic and compassionate uh, as well as resilient community together. So, thank you so much for sharing your work with us. Thank you for being here tonight to do this talk. And uh, again, Adinadin A Light is up at Loom through the end of April and it's now online at RaphaelBagay.com. Uh, we shared the uh, URL in the comments. And um, there will be more opportunities to engage with it, both in person and virtually, I'm sure, throughout the coming weeks. So thank you, Raphael, and thank you, everybody, for joining us. And I hope everybody has a wonderful evening.
1: Thank you so much. I definitely appreciate the opportunity. All the best to everyone listening and joining us this evening. Stay safe and stay strong. Yeah.